It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. It's February 14th as we record and release this. Happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners. Glad you've joined us for this edition of the podcast. Later on, we will hear from a couple of Indy Fuel players. Rookie forward Ryan Gagne, as well as veteran forward Brian Lemos. Brian played in his 300th North American professional game on Saturday night when the Fuel wrapped up a three-game series against the Atlanta Gladiators, and he will be playing his 300th ECHL game this evening as we record this on Valentine's Day against the Iowa Heartlanders. And so a milestone week for one of the Fuel's veterans and a guy who's just been a tremendous player for them all season. So you'll hear from them later on in the program. Right now, things are going pretty well for the ND Fuel. They just finished off a three-game sweep of the Atlanta Gladiators. They've won seven of their last ten, four of their last five, and they currently sit in third place in the Central Division with a record of 25-17-4. 26 games left. They are... However, still in a tight battle, just five points ahead of the playoff cut line. However, just nine points back now of first place Toledo, who appeared to be running away with the division earlier. And now the fuel are certainly within striking distance of Toledo, as well as second place Wheeling, which has ripped off 12 consecutive wins and is the hottest team in the league right now. So the fuel enter the weekend after, as we mentioned, a three game sweep of the Atlanta Gladiators. We'll take a look at those games a little bit more in depth a little bit later on. The big reason why Cam Hill is playing some really good hockey right now, he is 11th in the league with 48 points and has been putting up some really good numbers over the last couple of weeks, and especially in the weekend series against Atlanta, where Hillis tallied six points in the four games, four goals and two assists. He has a four-game goal-scoring streak going with five goals in the last four games, all of which have been Indy Fuel victories. And other guys have been chipping in, too. Kyle Maksimovich had a really good weekend against Atlanta as well with two goals and four assists. So also a six-point weekend for Hillis's left wing on that line with him and Colin Bielek on the right side which has really been a very productive trio for the Fuel. But those aren't the only guys that have been producing, as we mentioned. We've been seeing this team get production from up and down the lineup, and they're also getting really good goaltending from Zach Driscoll. And then returning, Mitchell Weeks, who got the start on Saturday and delivered the Fuel a shootout victory in the final of the three-game series sweep of Atlanta and Zach Driscoll won the first two games, and he has been among the league leaders in goals against average all season and currently ranks 14th in the league in goals against and second in the league with 17 wins, only behind Wheeling's Taylor Gauthier, who, as we mentioned, the Nailers are about as hot as any team in any level of hockey right now, having won 12 consecutive games. So, needless to say, it's been a pretty good time for the Fuel, and really the Fuel have been playing well since Thanksgiving, and hopefully we'll continue to with a three-game series this weekend in Iowa, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, the 14th, 16th, and 17th. Those will be games number three, four, and five of a six-game season series with the Heartlanders, and the only trip the Fuel will make to Coralville this season 
And then they're home for a lot of hockey at the end of the month, starting on February 23rd with a game against the Wichita Thunder. That will be hockey is for everyone night. And then on Saturday, the 24th, another visit from the Wichita Thunder. And that will be Made in America and First Responders Night. That game presented by the IBEW Local 481 and the Indiana Army National Guard. Then on February 27th, we've got a morning game against the Cincinnati Cyclones, a 10-30 faceoff. That game already a sellout, our Education Day game. We'll have a lot of school children in the building. The Fuel will return home to face Iowa, and it will be our International Women's Month celebration as well as a Do 317 night. So lots of opportunities to see the Fuel at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum coming up in the next couple of weeks. And it should be a good run for the Fuel as they look to continue their really strong February. They are currently, as we mentioned, 5-1 and in the month of February. And they look to continue their really strong run of play. They're 16, 7, and 1 in their last 23 games, 22, 9, and 3 since Thanksgiving, and 12, 3, and 3 at home since Thanksgiving. Just playing some really, really good hockey and continuing to as the season goes on. So we've been looking forward. Let's take a look back at the Indy Fuels last week and specifically their three game sweep of the Atlanta Gladiators, which began Thursday night as the league took Sunday off not to compete with a football game that was taking place. But the Fuel got off to a really good start, really set the tone for their three-game weekend series. They dominated Atlanta in the opening period on Friday, outshot them 14-6. to They were all over the Gladiators and got things going with a pair of goals from Chase Lang and Brett Bulmer. He'll bring it along the left wing boards. Now Lang in the circle shoots, and it's fought off by the Atlanta goaltender. Davies Griegals. Cairn shoots from the point, got all the way through traffic. Save made. Bulmer puts it out in front. Chase Lang scores. The Fuel just kept going to work on the four check. Brett Bulmer, what a puck below the goal line. And he fed it right out in front for Chase Lang. And Lang at the top of the blue paint, hammered it home. The Fuel lead at one to nothing. Left point, King skates in. Center point, McDougal looks for an opening. Shoots, safe. Rebound in front. King dives at it. Davies Grigals is sprawled out. The Fuel get to the puck. They score. It's a two nothing lead for the Fuel as the shot from the point got through. Davies Grigals was prone on the ice trying to find the puck. And Brett Bulmer got there before he could and poked it into the cage. And the Fuel lead it 2 to nothing. As we mentioned, Cam Hillis had a huge weekend with four goals and two assists. It started with a shorthanded goal that broke the game open. That began with a great play by Andrew Blount in the defensive zone early in the second period. He'll send it further down the boards. Pearson looks to center for Miller, the bumper, but Andrew Ballant got his stick in there, backhands it out. Now Cam Hill skates on the loose puck. He has a shorthanded breakaway, and he scores! What a play by Andrew Ballant to force the puck free, and he just sent an area pass into the attacking zone, and Cam Hillis turned on the Jets, beat the D, skated onto the puck, and rifled it past Davies Griegals. A shorthanded goal for Cam Hillis as he went high on the glove side and the fuel lead at three to nothing.
Andrew Ballant then gave the Fuel a four-goal lead later in the second period. That ended up chasing Atlanta starter Gustav Davies Grigals and gave the Fuel a 4-0 lead. Neutralized by Vitelli. Andy regains possession. Gagne up the left side. Maximovic to the circle. Looks to center for Ballant. And he scores! Andrew Ballant gets a redirection in the top of the crease and was able to... Tip it through, Davis Grigals and the fuel lead it four to nothing. Seamus Wallen's power play goal made it five to one in the third period. Here is how it sounded. Malone along the goal line. Up to Bielik, left half wall to the point for Lemos, right side. Hillis seam pass Bielik catches, shoot, and it hit the post rebound score. Seamus Malone. Tucks in a rebound, and the Fuel lead it 5-1. to one. It's a power play goal for Seamus Malone as they set it up for a shot from Bielik in the left-wing circle. It hit the post, but Seamus Malone was behind the goaltender and was there to clean up the rebound as he just reached around behind Barone. And poked it home. Time of the goal, 10-23. The Fuel now one for four in the power play. The Fuel went on to win that game 5-1. to one, Continued their run of scoring on the power play. Extended their streak of games with the power play goal to five consecutive. Outshot the Gladiators 35-32. And really controlled that game from beginning to end. Cam Hillis, Andrew Ballant, and Brett Bulmer each had a goal and an assist in that contest. The series moved to Friday and expecting a push from Atlanta, the fuel were, and they got it in the first period. Yet, despite being really outplayed in the opening 20 minutes, Indy scored the first goal on this shot by Colin Bielik off the rush. Sent right back into the slot, but picked off by Brian Lemos. He'll skate it out to center with Spodniak. Lemos up the right side, over to the left side, one-timer score! Tic-tac goal, Colin Bielik! With a one-timer from the left-wing circle, and the Fuel lead it one to nothing. The Fuel were outshot 13 to nine, and Atlanta held a strong territorial advantage in the opening period. Griffin Luce tied the game up late in the first, but the Fuel set the tone early in the second when Kyle Maximovich scored in the opening minutes. On the backhand, back into the left-wing corner, Gasevich goes after it. The Fuel get to it. They score. Kyle Maximovich. With a one-timer for the left-wing circle. The cycle went to work and found Maximovich. And he hammered it home. And the Fuel have retaken the lead just 39 seconds into the second period. It's 2-1. to one. Atlanta again tied the game. Cam Hillis untied it at 523 of the middle frame to give the Fuel a 3-2 to two lead. From Hillis. Now Pearson's trying to take some jabs at Hillis, who has a hold of his stick. And the Fuel t- with the steal. Here's a shot. Score! Kyle Maximovich took a shot from the left-wing circle. Barone made the stop with the rebound. Just sat on the goal line. And Cam Hillis punched it home. And the Fuel have retaken the lead. It's 3-2. to two. Less than a minute later, Atlanta tied to the game again on a goal by Brendan Hoffman. 
But Cam Backer ended up putting the fuel ahead for good with this shot at 8.02 of the second period. There were five goals scored in the first eight minutes and two seconds of the middle frame. This one gave the fuel a 4-3 lead. Fuel bank it in deep. On the forecheck comes Gagne. Pearson tries to cut him off. Gagne shoves him into the boards as Prokop tries to take the puck. Bulmer does. Into the slot. Shot backer score! Cam Backer! Gives the fuel a four to three lead. That's good hustle on the four check by Ryan Gagne. Allowed the fuel to win the puck and then backer coming down the middle. Rifled a one timer home and the fuel have put up four. Three here in the first eight minutes and two seconds of the second period. Brett Bulmer had the assist on that one, getting the puck below the goal line and feeding backer in the slot. The fuel broke it open in the third on these goals by Cam Hillis and Brett Bulmer. They're going to put three forwards and a defenseman out in this four-on-four situation with an attacking zone draw. Fuel win it. McDougal, center point, slap shot, save, rebound, score! Cam Hillis off the rebound. Hammers it past Barone. And the Fuel lead at 5-3. to three. Hillis won the draw cleanly to McDougal at the point. McDougal fired a slap shot from the center point. Barone made the save, but he left a juicy rebound over to the bottom of the right wing circle where Hillis pounded a home for his second of the game, 14th of the year. So McDougal quarterbacking this power play unit. It's usually Sintarame. Feeds it ahead. Bulmer stops at the bottom of the circle. Fans out. Sends it up to McDougal right point. Maksimovich left point. Skates into the circle. Feeds it across for a shot to goal! It's Brett Bulmer extending his scoring streak to five games. A power play goal for the Fuel. And they lead it 6-3. to three. Hillis' goal came with the team skating four aside, and Brent Bulmer's a power play tally for the Fuel as they scored again on the man advantage. The Fuel went on to win that game 6-4, to four, and then Saturday night looked to sweep the weekend against the Gladiators. They were all over Atlanta in the first period, outshot the Gladiators 15-7, to seven, but Atlanta's goaltender Josh Boyko was equal to the task, stopping all 15 shots. The Gladiators scored the game's first goal in the power play early in the second, but a minute 46 later, Cam Hillis continued his strong play on the weekend as he tallied this goal to tie the game. Backer holds it in left point to Bielik. Spins off of a check in the left corner. Bielik holding. Curls back. Bielik still on the puck. Feeds it in front. Shot score! Cam Hillis with a redirection on the feed from along the goal line of the fuel of tight at one. The Sox are flying out of the stands here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Later in the period, John Martin gave the fuel the lead at 2-1 to one with his 16th of the year. 
Forces it away from him. Kasevich along the end boards. Takes it to the slot. Shoots. And a save Weeks from point blank range. Puck loose in the circle. Pearson gets to it. He hit the post with a wrist shot from the inside of the left wing circle. That's the second post Atlanta has hit today. Fuel clear it out to center. Here comes Seamus Malone. Two on one across the line. Malone to goal. Shoots. Save Boyko. Rebound. Martin scores! John Martin pounces on the rebound and pokes it past Boyko and the Fuel lead it 2-1. to one. And then the big blow came in the final seconds of the period. Kyle Maksimovich took the puck at the side of the net with the Fuel on the power play, made a power move to goal, hooked the puck around Boyko and in, giving the Fuel a 3-1 to one lead going into the third. Soft flip into the right wing corner, Maksimovich back to Bulmer. Up to the right point, McDougal with seven seconds to go. Sends it to Bulmer now, Spodniak in the circle to Maksimovich. In front of the goal, he scores! Beats the buzzer with one second left in the period! Kyle Maksimovich just dangled around Boyko and hooked it into the net. At 19.59 of the second period, the Fuel lead it 3-1. to one. Atlanta tied the game with a pair of goals early in the third period. Mitchell Weeks made 17 saves, including some big ones down the stretch, to get the game to overtime. Then he had to stop an overtime penalty shot. He was able to do that. Well, that was a little bit of practice because the two teams went to a shootout, and the shootout went to six rounds before the Fuel were able to end it in extra innings. Brings it up the left wing. Cuts to the middle. Martin. Shoulder fake. Scores! Beat him on the stick side. And the fuel with the lead. And Brendan Hoffman will try to keep Atlanta alive. Hoffman has been really good for them this weekend. He has a goal tonight. Two goals on the weekend. Takes it up the middle. Hoffman's a right shot. Shoots. Six eight weeks. The fuel win. The Indy Fuel, victorious, 4-3 to three over the Atlanta Gladiators as the Fuel players pour off the bench to congratulate Mitchell Weeks. Indy sweeps the weekend series, winning all three against the Gladiators. So that's how it sounded as the Fuel knocked off the Atlanta Gladiators 4-3 to three in a shootout on Saturday night to notch their third consecutive victory over the Gladiators, and their fourth straight win, their seventh in their last ten games, and fifth in their last six. They have, as we mentioned, continued to play some very, very good hockey and look to continue that as they travel to Iowa, a team that they're one and one against this season for a weekend series. Let's move on to our guest. Our first guest is Ryan Gagne, rookie forward, outstanding three-zone player. And he he was a tremendously hard worker in Oshawa, where he played junior hockey, also a big scorer for them last year. Worked his way up the lineup in junior. He's doing the same here in Indy. He had two goals on Sunday in a shootout victory over the Newfoundland Growlers last weekend before the Fuel headed home to take on Atlanta. 
and had two assists in the series against the Gladiators. He signed with the Rockford Ice Hogs shortly after his junior season ended and has been enjoying a really solid rookie year, scoring in his first pro game with the Fuel back on October 21st. He started his Indy Fuel career with a four-game scoring streak, has primarily played a checking line role for the Fuel, but whatever you ask him to do, score, check, kill penalties, power play, whatever. He's a really versatile guy who has been able to fill a lot of roles as a young guy, a 21-year-old forward for this Fuel team. Here's our conversation with Fuel forward Ryan Gagne. Two goals on Sunday. Just describe how that, how good that was to not only get two goals but really contribute to a big win on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially going into a place like Newfoundland. Um, it's my first year in the league, but uh, I feel like it's a pretty hard place to play just because yeah. of all the travel. So uh, being able to grab uh, four points out of the six, uh, we were really happy with that effort. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously it's nice to con- contribute as well. Mm-hmm. And you're a guy that's kind of prides yourself on your two-way game. and How nice is it to be able to contribute offensively when you get those opportunities like you did on Sunday where you got to skate with a couple of really good wingers? Yeah, um, you know, it's always pretty special to uh, play with some some good players like I did in, in Newfoundland, but um, like I said before, um, the game plan doesn't change no matter who I'm playing with or what the lines are that we have. So, um, like I said before, it was nice to get to, nice to get the win Sunday and uh, Friday as well. Uh, what's the mindset, especially when you travel like that, when you're going to somebody's building for three straight games? You swept, uh, you, you, you swept Norfolk earlier, you mm-hmm. took two out of three from Newfoundland. Does the travel really help bring a team together? Uh, in my experience here, like I, just like I said before, yeah. it's my first year in the league. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like the the road trips that we've had so far have really uh, closened the group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're with you're with the team for six straight days. Uh, well, that's what we were in yeah. Newfoundland at least, and um, so you really got to come together and, uh, and and work as one to to get the job done. Uh, you missed about a month with an injury. Mm-hmm. How good was it to come back? How difficult was it to sit out for for that time and work your way back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never fun. Injuries yeah. are never fun but um, it's a part of sport and a part in life a part of life in general and uh, it's how you respond to it and uh, it was really nice to come back into the lineup and, and get some wins what did you learn from sitting in the press box and watching and maybe picking some things up mm-hmm. uh, the biggest thing for me is I just want to continue to just get faster and just mm-hmm. play at a faster pace and um, when you're sitting up top you get a totally different perspective than when you're on the bench or uh, in the game itself so I just got to see um, from a different view of how fast the game really is and uh, it's always good to to see some of the guys doing certain things from from up top and picking up on those 20 year old rookie what has it been like playing in a league with a lot of older players and what's the adjustment been like coming from junior Mm -hmm. Um, obviously there was an adjustment there just because I go from being one of the older players Mm -hmm. in the league I was previously in to being the youngest um, so the biggest thing for me was just continuing to, to know that I'm here for a reason and that um, my play and work ethic can uh, go a long way in this league. Describe how your game has evolved since the start of the year as you've just 
just picked up more of the pro game? Yeah. Um, obviously, you can't uh, play the same way you do in junior um, when you when you come to a league like this or the American League, wherever it is. So I just um, had to realize that each play that I make has got to be quicker. Um, you don't have as much time out here with uh, a lot of older, faster, stronger, bigger guys. So just the plays that you make and the time you have with the puck is limited. So got to make a quick play with it. Playing as many years in the OHL as you did, how does that league, because the talent that you're playing with, really the you're playing with and against NHL-level players every night, but also the, the pro-style schedule, how does that prepare you for the professional game? Yeah, I've got uh, nothing, about, uh, nothing but good things to say about my time in the OHL. Um, I think it's a great developmental league, and um, I uh, really enjoyed my time there. I think it helped me as a player. Uh, and you really worked your way up the lineup as well. You were kind of in a, in a depth role early in your time there because of the talent around you, and then in a top-line role, leading scorer last year. Just describe what that's been like as far as developing your game because you've been able to play a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, when I first came to the OHL, like you said, we had a, a really strong, talented team. So um, I was content with, with the role I had on that mm-hmm. team. And um, the biggest thing for me was just to continue each day, come to the rink, smile on my face, work hard, and just um, let, uh, let my play and, and my personality uh, do this talking for me. So describe what it was like to score in your pro debut up in Fort Wayne. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool because uh, I remember I came um, came down from uh, from Rockford the night before and uh, we were playing Fort Wayne here and then uh, I was coming in the lineup the very next day. So it was pretty – and that was my first pro game as well because I hadn't played a game up there um, at that time. So it was uh, it was really nice to get that, that out of the way early. And uh, I remember we had, we had a really good team win that game. So like, like you said before, it was nice to contribute to that too. What's been your favorite thing about being an indie so far? Uh, I think it's just the group of guys that we have here. I think I don't I don't know uh, for certain, but I don't think there's a group uh, in the league that's that's tighter and just more nice to be around. Yeah. We have a really solid room in here, and uh, I think we're going to use that to our advantage. Who's somebody you try to pattern your game after? Somebody that was a role model for mm-hmm. you growing up. Um, well, growing up, I was always a Capitals fan, mm-hmm. so I liked watching Ovechkin, but I wouldn't say I model my game after him by any means. Um, but a player that I kind of watched and, and studied a little bit was a guy like Sean Couturier. Mm-hmm. Just a, a really solid two-way guy that can put the puck in the net as well. He can contribute on offense, but he's just really sound defensively, and he's, he's a fun player to watch. So, Ryan, thank you so much for your time. Good luck tonight. Thanks. That was rookie forward Ryan Gagne. Our next guest is one of the veterans on the team, Brian Lemos, native of East Providence, Rhode Island. He came to the fuel in a trade in the 2021-22 season with the Kansas City Mavericks and immediately made a home here in Indy. He was a point-of-game player in the remainder of the 21-22 season and a tremendous three-zone guy last year for the fuel as he scored 16 goals and had 42 points and was plus 11 for the team. He started this year in Europe playing for the Guildford Flames of the Elite Ice Hockey League in Great Britain, where, incidentally, he was a teammate of Anthony Petrozelli's. Both of them found their way back to North America and back with the Indy Fuel. Brian Lemos played his 300th career North American pro game on Saturday night, And on Valentine's Day, he will play his 300th ECHL game. He has 176 
career points in a career that has lasted now five seasons. The first half with the Kansas City Mavericks, the last half here with the Indy Fuel. Here is our conversation with the veteran forward, Brian Lemos. Brian, tonight's a milestone night for you. It's your 300th professional game in North America. It's got to reflect back on the career you've had where you've been able to have the longevity that you've had to to be able to play 300 games. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, I didn't even know it was my 300th game, but uh, now that you're telling me, uh, thinking back on it, it's been great. Um, I've been fortunate to play uh, with a lot of great players, a lot of great people. Um, obviously, being here in Indy, uh, it's my third year here, and it's definitely by far my favorite place. Um, the people, the building, the city. It's been amazing. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And when you got traded here from Kansas City a couple of years ago, did you have any idea that this place would become essentially a second home for you? No, I had I had no idea. Um, but it was I was quick to realize it. Um, uh, from the jump, I, I've enjoyed every moment, and, and I'm thankful to be here. What's been your favorite thing about being here with the fuel, your two and a half, three years you've been here? I mean, it... It always comes down to one thing, and it's the people you're sur- you're, sur- you're surrounded by. So, I mean, from the coaches to the staff to the guys in the locker room, I think that's what I enjoy most, and, and I'm sure a lot of guys in, in the room would say the same thing. And I say, when I saw that trade come across, like I always liked watching this guy play in Kansas City. It'll be nice to have, have him on our side. But just describe the way you've developed as a player is a really good three-zone center. Yeah, I mean, like, you always have to adjust. There's so many great players on this team, and you have to find a role. And um, as an older guy, I think uh, my role is to be responsible in all three zones. Um, You know, special teams, PK, uh, that's something I have to bring every game and and I have to be consistent with it. And you seem to take a lot of the big D-zone face-offs as well. How much pride do you take in that part of your game? Yeah, that's huge. Uh, I mean, face-offs in general are enormous in this league. You know, you want to have the puck, puck on your stick and... And, and uh, yeah, I definitely take pride in taking taking those draws. You started the year in Europe, got the opportunity to come back here. What was it that brought you back to Indy when you had the chance to come back to North America? Yeah, it was a bit of a change, um, change over there for me, um, a big adjustment. And, uh, you know, even though I was over in Europe, uh, I was still tuning into the Indy games and, and chatting with some of the guys and... You know, I just I kind of want to be closer to home and, and be in this time zone. And, and, and after talking to the guys, uh, you know, it was hard to, to not come back. So, And so what was it like? Just going to describe that cup of coffee you had in, in, in Britain this year. Was What was different about that league than, than playing here? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's obviously a, a change with the bigger ice. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know... They have a great organization over there, Guilford, from the coaching staff. You know, the people over there were great. It just wasn't my style of game. Um, I, I love the attention to detail um, that you receive from the coaches here, from video. Um, you know, there's so much help here that I think uh, I missed it a little. And, um, and like I said, you know, 
uh, just felt like home here. So I just wanted to come back. And get a chance to get reunited with Petrozelli, who I know you played with over there too. How neat is that for you to have a teammate that you played with over there now, and obviously an opponent for a long time, but now uh, lining up on the same side? Yeah, it's funny. We get to joke a lot about playing <laughs> against each other. And um, when I decided to come back, uh, Anthony gave me a call, and he's like, you're not going to believe it. Uh, I'm headed to Indy. So, uh, yeah, it worked out great. Anthony's, you know, a great leader, a great person, and, and I enjoy having him here. Just describe playing with guys like Seamus and John Martin, just the quality of players you're playing with every night. Yeah, I mean, there is not one guy on this team that doesn't bring something to the table, and, and it makes it a lot easier out there on the ice. Um, Seamus is very crafty, very skilled. John's a big dude, can shoot the puck. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty easy to play with. Yeah, looking back over your career, is there a favorite moment, a favorite memory you have from your pro career so far? Well, there's there's too many to think of. Um, I wouldn't say there's one individual. It's just been the you know the whole journey, the whole process, and, uh, and you know I'm enjoying where I'm at right now. I know you got an opportunity to play in the AHL a couple of years ago in your hometown of Providence. How special was that night for you? Yeah, that was really special. Um, it's a nice achievement, especially being at home, having my family there. Um, they've been with, you know, they've been part of my career the whole way. So um, having that happen was it was exciting. Having them come to the game and and then you know getting to go out to dinner with them after it was nice. Here you've kind of taken over that role and the points as kind of the quarterback of that five forward power play unit. Describe what that's been like for you and being able to see the ice with that collection of talent around you yeah I've never uh, I never thought I'd be on the on the top of the power play unit but um, it was exciting for me it uh, you know it kind of gives you a little jump when you you have a new role and and uh, you're needed somewhere in a different position and then you know when you have again you're on the ice with four other guys that have a lot of ability it, it makes it easy so um, you know I'm I'm a big distributor on the power play and you know, the guys I'm giving it to can make plays, so it makes it that much easier. Good, Brian, thank you so much. Good luck tonight. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. That is Brian Lemos joining us on the Under the Hood podcast. I want to thank both him and Ryan Gagne for taking the time to chat with me prior to the last couple of home games. And certainly want to thank you for listening as well. The Indy Fuel in Iowa, February 14th, 16th, and 17th. They return home on February 23rd and 24th to take on the Wichita Thunder. And then a morning game, 10.30 a.m. on the 27th against Cincinnati. And then a Friday night game on March 1st against the Iowa Heartlanders. So lots of hockey coming up at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com as well as the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office. You can also head on over to IndieFuelHockey.com and find out how you can get your season tickets for our inaugural season in the Fishers Event Center in 2024-25. You also can find out ticket and group pricing information for the upcoming Indie Fuel season games. We've got 12 home games left. The season's starting to wind down. So take the opportunity to catch the Indie Fuel as they play their final games at the venerable Indiana Farmers Coliseum. I want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. I am Andrew Smith. We will see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indie Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.